Welcome to yet another episode of the First X Minutes Podcast. I'm your host, Reti Midaramala. Welcome to 2021. Yeah, I'm recording the first episode of the podcast, the first episode of the podcast to be recorded in 2021 on the 7th of January, 2021. I'm watching a day of the spurs Brentford EFL semi-final game, EFL Cup semi-final game. And, um, well, things just kicked off. Uh, not much have been seen. I missed it earlier this week, so I thought I'd just have a rewatch of it. Um, nothing much seen so far, aside the fact that Brentford, from the word go, um, took the battle to Spurs. Um, since the song will just be lasting for 10 minutes long, I really can't tell you that I will be um, sharing a lot. But maybe in the next episode of the podcast, I will share um, in a whole or on a whole on a wholesome scale. And what I noticed from the EFL Cup, from Spurs, from United, from City, and of course from the championship side that failed to gain promotion to the Premier League last season. I'm talking about Brentford under manager Thomas Frank. You can find us, you can find the podcast content, you can relate or share um, your ideas, what you think about the co- podcast content on Twitter. One for the goals. Yeah, that's the rebranding we're doing this year. One for the goals. O N E F O R T H E G. E-O-A-L-S. If you're an adult follower of this podcast, please do what to follow that um, Twitter handle. We'll be sharing a whole lot of um, podcast content via that channel. Yeah, to the middle of it, um, we'll be having Spurs take on Manchester City in the EFL Cup final. And um, for all it's worth about the Manchester Derby that was played on the 6th of January, which is yesterday, um, it, it, Manchester City weren't yeah, yeah maybe deadly yeah because they beat a resurgent Manchester United a side that has won the most points in the Premier League I think I saw um since I don't know maybe I really can't say now maybe since a particular time I saw it on Twitter now can't really um, remember but they were topping the table 26 points most points picked in maybe the last 10 Premier League games or something I think and um, for Manchester City to then go on ahead and then handle them the way they handled the Red Devils yesterday uh, goes a lot to show um, up to um, underscore the reason why everybody's shouting Manchester City is back Manchester City is back did that keeping a clean sheet did that scoring two very very uh, maybe not sweet goals but of course they were goals from set pieces scored by the two most unlikeliest of players that we would have assumed would be getting the goals um, on the night and uh, for me though I don't think City is there yet yeah five goals in the last two games two against Manchester United three against Chelsea considering just once in those two games is a lot Ruben um, Diaz and John Stones getting it right is beautiful for Manchester City you know I've always spoken about how Manchester City and a solid defence have have not always um, had the opportunity to appear in the same conversation in recent seasons so, um, us talking about Manchester City and so a solid defense is like a is like a metaphor. Is it metaphor? What's that English thing when two things that are not supposed to be? Is it um, paradox? I think it's paradox or irony. One of the two. Yeah, but you get they don't they don't mix. But Pep Guardiola has found a way to bring the balance, and that is a good thing for um, Manchester City. But if you look at them going forward, in the midfield yesterday, fantastic. Everybody shouting Kevin De Bruyne. Everybody shouting one name or the other. But 
go and study how Godwin played yesterday. He seemed to be like the X factor for everything going forward as regards Manchester City yesterday. The balance, the way he managed the house spaces, the twists and turns, you know, the drop of the shoulder here and there. I mean, confusing the likes of Pogba and Fred who were tasked with um, either monitoring or managing his movement and make sh- making sure that it wasn't that deadly. And of course, there was a certain Kevin De Bruyne who, to an extent, we don't even know where he exactly was playing. Sometimes you'll find him on the right wing battling the likes of Shaw for space. Sometimes you'll find him picking balls off the defenders in Manchester City's own half. So it, to, to an extent, the fluidity of the side was really, really solid and it helped it helped manchester city confuse um, manchester united because the three midfielders were always moving fred was either moving from gundo to um, fernandinho to phil folding to kevin de Bruyne to mares remember uh, who also found um, a way to drop deep every once in a while so it was difficult to manage the, the fluidity of the game for united i think they got they got their rhythm between the 55th and the 75th minute there about that was like the moment when they were the most the deadliest let me put it that way because they they, they control the game they control the possession during the time um and they they, they go forward a few times um i don't know if they created that much but they, they really really put manchester city on the back foot during that period and to an extent they just could not get past the manchester city backline which i will touch on again in a few minutes but you look at manchester city's midfield yeah credit to them and credit for what they have done but you look at um them going forward sterling not so so clinical I, I keep i'll keep I, I kept thinking of his performance against chelsea yeah he was very instrumental in that third goal but what stopped him from actually scoring that goal himself? Kevin De Bruyne scored that goal, if you can remember the goal. Kevin um, Sterling, Ryan Sterling running all the way, having a one-on-one, then hesitating, let the Chelsea defence form fully before taking a shot, which eventually hit the woodwork. So it would have it would have counted as another big chance created and big chance missed for Manchester City. Well, the rebound fell kindly to Kevin De Bruyne, who slot the ball home. So City not there yet as regards going forward, not there yet as regards um, the same City side that scored a hundred plus goals um, over two seasons, I think, in the Premier League. Not there yet as regards putting opponents to the sword, and and that is a very very uh, well sorted out defensive defensively. But going forward, they still need to find the rhythm. For all the noise that Manchester City is back, that Manchester City is back to their deadly best. I think there's still a lot of work that Pep Guardiola needs to be needs to get done as regards getting the forward players to be as clinical as possible. You cannot you cannot help but think of how much work there is to be done converting those chances that the likes of kevin create the likes of gundogan create the likes of um Foden create as regards of running into space and you know finding that um extra one yard or two yards to run into to create problems for the opposition but and, and i think this 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 problem i'm talking about that i'm shedding a spotlight on on this podcast 
is made visible in the number of goals that they have scored in the Premier League this season. There's still a lot of work to be done. It's not to say, of course, beating, defeating Chelsea and Manchester United back to back is uh, is a no-brainer. They're almost there. They're on their way. It's like they're moving fast, but they could move faster if they're more clinical. And I'm not even saying they were not clinical because um, Sergio Aguero and Gabriel Jesus were not on the field of play yesterday. But even the players that were on the field of play were worthy players who get goals on their regular day. Phil Foden gets goals on his regular day. Raheem Sterling goals is a goal scoring machine. Rehad Maris, why not? Kevin De Bruyne, why not? Kudora got a goal against Chelsea. So Fernandinho even got a goal against Manchester United. So the 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 issue the the issue now is clinicality, making the most of the chances when they fall to um, whichever player it falls to in Manchester City because it looks like as if the side is bursting at the seams with players that can get goals when they want to get goals. Pep really needs to work on the clinicality of the side and I think if they can get that done, get that out of the wing, they will be really unstoppable and I think, I dare say, that they will snatch the Premier League title from the hands of the current holders which is um liverpool moving on to italy um yeah by the way april 25 efl cup final spurs versus the citizens i think that will be taking place in the Wembley stadium fa cup fa cup football this weekend um i wanted to mention something about football in italy yes i heard wednesday the sixth was a public holiday in italy and that was where we had a lot of games um, had the opportunity to see a few ones. I, I think I saw Crotone's game. For all the excitement that Crotone brings to the table, or should I say brings to the table, singular then plural, um, they concede a lot of goals. Of course, Crotone will always find a way to get their, their, get their goals, score their goals, but they've been conceding too many goals this season, and um, it's the reason why they will be relegating and um, it's the reason why they will be going back to where they came from last season. The same cannot be said for um, Filippo Inzaghi's Benevento. I think he has tried to find a balance between not moving too far up the table and not moving too close to the relegation waters at the bottom of the table. It's a good one for Benevento. I think they will survive the season. Yeah, I think they will survive this season. They're doing very well for themselves, um, able to manage the draw against Juventus and all those other results, which I think shows that they are ready for life and the top flight of um, Italian Serie A football. Juventus bringing Milan's unbeaten run to an end. Whoa, okay. I think Spurs scored their first goal. Yeah, Spurs just scored um, their first goal. Well, in the replay <laughs> of their um, EFL Cup game against, um, what's it called now, Brentford. And I think they scored with the first goal, first, um, what's it called, first attempt, shot on attempt, was the attempt on goal, yeah, in the game, yes. Across from Sergio um, Regulon found Sissoko's head and of course he directed it well um, to the right hand corner yep of the goalpost well was well directed beautiful header 
but Brentford left the defend uh, is it defender come midfielder come attacking midfielder left him alone nobody was actually really marking him and well that was it first shot on target first goal for Spurs and the in that EFL Cup semi-final game against Brentford what was I Juventus yep Got in the better of AC Milan. Milan um, losing the first game, their first loss of the season. And I think it's a big deal. We need to understand that um, what has happened in Italy is um, it's like for the all the good and the bad that it is. Uh, maybe we are saying that bad wise we are saying that not Budweiser bad wise we are saying that um, Juventus you know they are trying to their domination again I mean it's it's hard to to fight against and all of that they are going to win the league title for the 10th time again in a row sadly we also have to look at the right um, side Juventus still have to play Napoli after that um, 3-0 gift um, you know that game that was um, of, uh, that Napoli failed to show up for um, the three points were actually initially awarded to Juventus, but now there was a cut of a ruling, and now they are going to replay that game. Now Juventus still have to play Napoli. Juventus still have to play Lazio, a side that knows how to beat them well. Now Juventus still have to. Juventus don't look so solid like that. Defensive wise, of the. Of the three of the three teams at the top of the table right now, as Milan, Inter Milan, and Juventus, I think Juventus have like the second worst defense. Don't even mention Inter Milan's defense. Inter Milan's defense right now, they, they for all the work that the strikers do while going up front, the defenders actually make a mess of it when it comes to stopping opposition players from getting in the goals and you know scoring goals against them. And that is a huge challenge for Antonio Conte to sort out because if you keep getting the goals and you keep leaking the goals at the back, you're going to play you're going to play teams that will not buckle when they get the goals. They get their goals, they, sh- they close up shop and the likes of Romero Lukaku, the likes of Latova Martinez will struggle and struggle and they will not even get goals and that is how Inter Milan will lose that game. So um, for the top three base, I-, I think to me it's a top three base. Inter Milan on that um, winning streak, AC Milan proving themselves well with the young stars, Juventus trying to climb up. I think it's still a, I think it's still a Serie title race between the two Milan side. No offense to Juventus, but I don't think they have what it takes to go all the way. Yeah, Ronaldo, yeah, 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 yeah. All that talk about Ronaldo and all of that. I, I think he will. This will be one of the very f- first seasons that he will end up um, trophyless. Maybe the Coppa Italia, maybe. But Champions League, I don't see Juventus winning it. The, the Italian Serie A, there's just too much fight for the trophy. And I don't think Juventus have what it takes to go all the way. If Juventus play in Milan now, yeah, we're going to have a goal first. But if, as it stands now, in Milan, Napoli, I think they will find um, those two oppositions very very difficult to handle and in the midst of the back and forth as regards you score i score you score i score 
I think oppositions like Napoli and Inter Milan will carry the day. Can't say the same for AS Roma. Um, Fonseca's side has been really, is it Fonesca or Fonseca? I think it's Fonseca's side. Have been really, really interesting to watch as regards getting the goals. Score three, I think, or four against Cagliari yesterday or the first today. And, um, Herrick Mkhitaryan and then the Mayoral guy. I watched that game. I think he scored two goals in that game. One of them was a penalty, I think. Roma definitely... I think Roma should finish in the top four. There's still that battle of Roma, Lazio, Napoli, Sassuolo, Atalanta. That battle, that five-way battle for the fourth spot or the fourth position in the Serie table. But as it stands, I don't know who's going to win the league, but it's a two-horse race between AC Milan and Inter Milan. Copa Libertadores resumes. Uh, River Plate still in the mix. Boca Juniors still in the mix. Palmeiras still in the mix. I think Santos still in the mix. Uh, Santos or Gremio? I think Santos defeated Gremio, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, late night games for folks like, football fans like me in Nigeria who follow, who follow the brand. So, yeah, that's it. Football is back with the bank. FA Cup action over the weekend. Um, what else again? I think that's it, basically. I've spoken about City, spoken about the Milan Milan side, spoken about Juve, spoken about... I don't want to speak about Chelsea and Manchester United because I think it's just a bad patch. Managers, well enough, you can't complain. If you're a Manchester United fan, the only complaint you're probably having is the complaint of laying your hands on a trophy. But for growth, for development, for getting the points in the league when they matter... Come on, you can't fault Ole Gunnar Solskjaer right, right now after praising him two weeks ago or last week. You can't wake up all of a sudden and say the guy is weak-willed or the guy is not a master tactician or the guy doesn't know what he wants from his side. Same for Chelsea fans. Maybe you all need a little, just a little, little patience. Just like the voice of that great songwriter. Magic Pacek. This is where I leave you on this episode of the podcast. Whatever you're doing in the days ahead, in the months ahead, in the year ahead. I hope it's profitable. I hope you make the most use of your time. Because in the reality of things, if you really, really, really look at things very well, while life is long, seems long, life is also short. I'll catch you in the next episode of the podcast. Cheers. Bye for now.